Look at you. I Look at you, Tanner. That's why you're here. That's why you're in the position you are. Yeah, Tanner. right now, just because of that one decision. <laughs> God. All right, you got anything else? We got to hit a break. You're listening. I just got to hit the uh, legal ID here. WWVUFM Morgantown. Uh, as is U92 the Moose. It's the sports page right now. Uh, when we come back, we will talk about Major League Baseball. So Anissa will be back on the mic um, as she enjoyed her little break there. Chillaxing. Getting ready to watch the Mountaineers down there in Lubbock. It's the sports page on U92. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Information feeds on U92 shows and campus information. See you online. What's poppin', what's poppin', everybody? I'm Mike. I'm Brian. And this is Hoopin' with Mike and Brian, a sports podcast where we talk everything hoops, giving insight, giving our own opinion about the basketball world. Right? Yeah, we're out on all platforms, as we know. And along with that, make sure you subscribe to our socials. Uh, on YouTube, we are at Hoopin' with Mike and Brian. On Instagram, we're at Hoopin.mb. On TikTok, we're also at Hoopin.mb. And then on Twitter, we're at Hoopin underscore MB. Yeah. Keep hooping. Have you been missing out on quality sports content? Don't look any further than right here at U92 The Boost. Wednesday night, 6 to 10. It's the sports page. You know, the defense kind of gets lackadaisical. Man. That's, Obviously. A, that's a big word, Brian. Yeah, I don't know how to spell it, so don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means, Sean? Lackadaisical? I don't even know what it means. It just sounded right. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> They, uh, they get lax in their effort, they, they maybe. They get lax? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe. Missed it? Don't worry. Subscribe to the podcast and at u92themoose.com. From West Virginia University, this is U92. Are your mornings boring? Well, they're not going to be anymore. U92's all-new sports show, Beat the Clock, is Monday and Friday mornings on U92, 7 to 9 a.m. Wake up and beat the clock with the sports staff. Can't beat the clock? Well, then you're going to have to find it as a podcast. Search the sports page on your preferred podcast platform where it's paired up with U92's Wednesday night show, The Sports Page, Wednesday night, 6 to 10 on U92. Join us then as we talk about everything in the sports world. There's always great laughs and fantastic discussion. Beat the clock and the sports page. Find out more at U92TheMoose.com. Back in to the sports page. It's U92 The Moose at WWVU FM Morgantown. And we are getting in to the Major League Baseball. Um, lots of rule changes. Some player movement. Unless your name is whatever that guy is on the Twins that signed with three teams and wound up back in Minnesota, who I can't think of the name of right now. Is it Carlos, Correa? Carlos Correa. Yeah, Correa. thank you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I knew that. But he just I, took a little field trip around yeah, the league. It just like slipped my mind for half a second. He I wanted apologize. to go see what he was trying to find himself. He wanted to go see what it offered. No, he just wanted to ruin Mets fan season before. Yeah, the he wanted to go up to Flushing. That's, he wanted to be like, yeah. like the, their season's gonna be fine. That's did, like did, did the Phillies no, go uh, five and fourteen against the Mets last year? Didn't the Phillies make did, the World did, Series? Did last you year? win as many rings didn't as the Mets? The, didn't the Phillies make the World Series though? And how did that end? Made the World Series. Okay. Made well. the World Series. Having a little technical issue across the way there, Anderson. We're good. <laughs> I took care of it. We're good. Way to go. Um, All right. Rule changes. We didn't ever get well, into rule really changes. We already went Mr. Zach Elfin. Tampa Bay Ray. All right. Hey, you will love him. I promise you. Tampa Bay that, knows how that, to pick pitchers. Go that. ahead now, Anissa. Okay. Rule changes. We kind of 
talked about this a tiny bit during the pledge drive. We didn't get into it as much. Um, they're implementing a better pitch clock. So bases are empty. You have 15 seconds. Runners on 20 seconds. In between hitters, 30 seconds. I know a lot of people are happy for this. They're sad about it. You know, they're kind of indifferent. I want to get opinions on it because it's something that a lot of people have been trying to implement for years because they've been trying to speed up baseball. Well, like we were talking about, I think it's going to be a good idea. Uh, Watching it in the minors, it doesn't change the game. The game doesn't feel any different at all. Um, And it's going to help solve what a big issue of casual fans have based on the game's too long and it takes too long and whatnot. So it helps speed up the game. It's not going to you know, cut off a whole hour or anything, but it's going to make the game speed up more, and that will just be for a casual viewing experience. That's what this role really seems to be for, in my opinion, and I think it's going to work. It definitely appeals to the, to the casual viewer, you know, especially I, I, hear, I always hear from family or friends that don't watch baseball. They're like, Baseball is so boring to watch on TV. That, that's, the, that's the main and, argument. And I, yeah, that's the same. That's, like, how can you watch baseball on TV? It's so boring. Well, I think that's what the MLB is trying to appeal to by, with, the, with well, the other rules, too. You know? Really quickly, though, I mean, are these games going to be on TV? Uh, the <laughs> yeah, sports Bally group is going to go bankrupt? Bally Sports. Nice job. You had one job. They said that Diamond, they, Diamond, Diamond Group owns it. Group. Yeah. yeah, it's like a parent company. Yeah, Diamond. Athletic had a really good article about. I'm like, going to be so disappointed. Like I think everybody across the league will. One of my favorite part about watching Rays games is the fact that Dwayne Stetsonberg hosts it, and then you got Dwayne Stwaites on the play-by-play. And see, I don't. Okay, there's I, nobody better than Dwayne. I, I'm not, Rays Philly, win. Phillies are with NBC, so that, I'm fine. Yeah, Mets it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Sox are on Nesson. The Cardinals are on. Yeah, the Cardinals are on uh, Fox Sports. Right. Right. What, are, what, what are, is it? Valley Sports Midwest or whatever? Yeah, no, it's Valley Sports St. Louis. Like, oh, they, they have their, their own region. thing. That's wow. Based, yeah. Okay, they have their own uh, thing. I'd like to see U ninety two get the Pirates uh, yeah. rights now. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> are they on Valley too? No clue because AT and T Sports. Pirates. Yeah, it's AT and T. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was AT and T because they're like the Pens. Usually, the hockey and baseball team go together. That's nice. I know Houston's on AT and T, but yep. So Rockies. Yeah. yeah, no, I will cry if Dwayne States is not calling race baseball games this year um, because I watch them on TV, but Doug Whitaker and the guys on the Rays radio do a great job too, so they should be okay. Um, but no, that, that's, a, that's something that's actually like a huge deal because if, if things really go south quick, uh, it, it could be hard to watch baseball. Does the, does the MLB like make I a streaming thing? In, like... Yeah, I read it. They're gonna do. Their, they're gonna do it themselves if they can't do it, and, and you just get like the local they're gonna team. Produce it themselves. I don't know, but I, I did I, read I, that they're gonna step in and do it themselves. Yeah, like I, I guess you. Just they should just give free MLB TV. I think. That's well, they did that be. last year for college students. They well, do you that. could keep the same broadcast crews and the same employees. You would just do it under a different ownership. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's just something else, but uh, I think the pitch clock's a good thing. Getting back to the original topic there, oh, um, I'm kind of it really, I'm it really, on from it that really now. doesn't oh, like ruin that. the game at all. Like, no, I, are, think, like, it, I think the only people it truly affects is like pitchers that take a longer time. They'll get over. I mean, it, it kind of like ruins some of their like mechanics and stuff. Like they have to find know. a new routine. You know? Yeah, which honestly, Maybe give them Spider Tech back and Garrett Cole could pitch again. Okay, <laughs> all right. First Yankee blow of the season, right? There will be many more. Yeah, I know they will. They don't make the, they at least make the World Series. They won't. They won't. Um, but like nobody can hear you, Hamilton. Bound for the yeah, ALCS. Really okay, <laughs> Hamilton's without a chair right now. Yeah. As he's standing. Apparently, the United Two budget can't afford an extra <laughs> chair. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! There's a hundred chairs out there. You chose it's not to joke, bring Lambert. one in. It's a joke. 
And it's he a chose joke. not to bring one in. I love you, Alex. Um, the uh, other big one is the base. They ma- they made the bases larger. I don't think that affects it. They made it like mm. a tiny. They bit. didn't make it. It's not closer to the. That really could have. Af- that really could affect base stealers. Like maybe not like everyone's saying like yeah, oh oh these twenty twenty guys are now going to be like oh he's he's going to steal forty. Bags think about now. it. The base is going from like you can't you guys can't see this. It's going from this small, and it's going and a it's little big. It's from fifteen to eighteen. It, right? Think of yeah. think of how many last second call like reviews they have. It's like oh he's just going to make gonna it have more of those. Yeah, you're yeah, just going to have more. You can have more steal attempts. I think. I think there's going to be more players who yeah, try to I steal. Think that's it's going to even out, and that's going to be exciting. What, what yes, is the exactly. point of it? Exactly, they're going to make these bases bigger so that it engages the audience more. Because honestly, like I love baseball, but I hate watching a game where it's like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. You don't like, like you don't like pitching master classes. I mean, sometimes what I do. Like if it's now? a if it's a perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Very well done over there, Jake. What a, what a, if what it's a, like from the top row? <laughs> if it's like you know, going for a no hitter or like a nice perfect game, I will watch it. But it's some at some point it just gets really boring, and you kind of want it to, I guess, spice up a little bit. And I think that's what the league is trying to do as well because they want more viewers they want baseball to keep going and growing and gaining these younger generations yeah, that's not happening currently no it's really not because you know but their numbers just... are fine which is crazy like everyone thinks like baseball's dying the, the problem really is that well. the average baseball watcher is like 54 years old that's the issue right. yeah, so to, while the old guys are yeah, watching the young guys aren't tuning in so at some point it's, it's going to give and it's going to drop like below lower numbers it's so been that's the problem for the past xyz yeah. amount of decades so that's the issue with it the old guys still love it but if they got rid of the blackouts Yep, well, those are so. That stupid. would make younger people literally watch. just put streaming with the local. They got rid of the commissioner too. I think that helps a lot. No, no that's not yeah. Say what you want about Manfred, Gary Bettman. I don't like, still worse. I don't like yeah, Manfred at all. Gary Bettman's worse. Manfred sucks. Uh, the Castellini should be forced to sell the Reds. Bob Nutting should be forced to sell the Pirates. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we can continue now. I have a question. What, what's we, your question? My question's unrelated to this. Oh, can someone explain the two disengagements per bat, like stepping, throwing over to first? The what? So, like, the new that, rule that is new you rule? can only throw over to first, like, twice per batter. Um, so, like, you know, try to pick off a guy. Yeah, yeah. My question is, like, can the guy just steal, like, after the two? Do you guys know about this law? No, this I rule? haven't heard about this rule at all. There's a new yeah. rule, yeah. You, the pitcher can only throw over to first two times per batter, which is supposed to, once again, speed up the game. So, after two pickoff attempts, so they that's can just... What I was on wondering. the bird, he has to get him out, or I don't know what happens. Like, because I just feel like that's broken, oh. and then the batter or the runner can just steal because he's not going to have to worry about the pitcher throwing over. It's effectively two because they're not going to throw that third unless they know they're going to get him. Yeah, but I'm saying he throws over twice, yeah. and then after he's like, okay, he can't throw over. I'm going to take off really early and just steal. You know what I mean? Because he can't step off a third time. Sean, so, you find anything on that? Not right yet. We already talked about this at the uh, at the lair. So these pickoffs, um, they can get two, like Hamilton was saying. After a third step off, the pitcher will be charged with a balk unless at least one offensive player advances base, so stealing it, or an out is made on the ensuing play after the step off. So it says that you know ESPN kind of broke down like what they're trying to change, and it says the lack of action on the base paths has been a concern of MLBs in recent attempts to improve the aesthetics of the sport. 
because stolen bases per team was down to 0.51 per I mean, game. Yeah, I watch an average MLB game. You yeah. don't see a lot of steals. So I, I mean, I it's saying that. that in the 80s and the 90s, stolen bases rates hovered around Ricky the Ricky se- Henderson <laughs> 0.75 range. So I think they're try- again they're trying to kind of make it more interesting. Like you know, these pitchers have you know two attempts to pick somebody off, and then they can go for that base seal. It's all first. for that younger demographic. Uh, well, I read the best thing to do would just be shortened to seven innings, which would be crazy. Um, I no, but they did no way. I would that? be for the uh, the double headers being. They did seven that for innings. the double headers during right. COVID, which I was okay with that. I like that. Nobody can hear you, Sean. Put the mic in front of you. You're a professional. <laughs> I was letting them talk. I was just saying, oh, okay. I didn't mind the seven inning games. You don't. You don't when it was a double header, where a baseball game could be an hour and fifty minutes. If it's a double header, I am. If it's a double header, I wants I'd... to watch eighteen innings. And the I would if I tired. paid for it. If, I was, if you paid if for it, if you're at the game, you know? it's definitely. Different. Oh, if you're at the game, yeah. I don't know. I I, I don't like the seven innings at all. Yeah, but so that changes the complete strategy of the game. Good. How? Explain how. Like, well, it yeah, you change. won't let your pitcher. You usually you won't let your pitcher go that way. Why not? I've seen guys who throw complete games in seven yeah. innings, and it saves the bullpen. But you're not letting your pitcher go that long in the normal game. Right, you try if you to change them that. all to seven. You're not going to let the pitcher go seven. No, no. you're not. Four no. Instead, yeah. No, I get that. Or five. Idea. I, I, I mean, oh, I'll, just, I'll not say make, make all games seven. Shorter, and yeah, no, yeah. Do, uh, it's similar to the NBA kind of load management idea. Where baseball has got to find a way to appeal to the younger audience, and I think the, that the show actually has helped the video game going. How is this a good video game? Well, year right, in, but like out. you have the show people got me into baseball, well, you, so. right? You have people talking about baseball more now, and they know these players because they're playing the game and that sort of thing. But I think like when we, but like if you're not in a town with an MLB team, are you watching baseball? Or no. you want? Or but you're, you're watching the NFL? You're probably watching the NBA. You that or you get you know you run into the blackout problem. Like you can't. Well, right? Watch no, that's it. what that, I, mean. that, I I think we could agree that that's one of the biggest reasons they can't grow the game. That's a problem in all in NBA, NHL, and MLB. The blackout problem. You know you can't watch your local team or. But especially uh, for baseball too. Crazy. Like, well, hell, that you won't be in able. The NFL too, to you be won't fair. be able mm-hmm. to watch like. Imagine not being able to watch like Shohei Otani play. Like he's <laughs> the best well, baseball but, but player the of this era, is, like, and you can't watch him play. There, that there, just stinks. There are certain like areas of the country, like North Carolina, for example. You're blacked out from six MLB teams. And, like, I saw Iowa. Iowa I was bad. I was really bad. Yeah. You're blacked out from all the Midwest Cardinals. teams, pretty much. Yeah, like, all of yeah. those kind of not West Coast, but like just Western yeah, states yeah, are all Midwest. Like, Rockies, Twins, Cardinals. That's insane. Uh, Why the Tigers? Rockies? Yeah, Cubs. The Rockies. Iowa? White you can't Sox. watch the Rockies? I mean, the Rockies are going to collapse this year. Like They're already going to finish at the bottom. Yeah. We hey, don't hey they got Chris go. Bryant. Don't worry about it. They uh, already okay. had him. What did they do? Nothing. We but don't need to go any further with the Rockies. They we already sink. know that they're going to finish they at the bottom. So, so what I'm interested in is we've got uh, six people in here. Uh, can people give their thoughts on, the, on their team this season? You know, strengths, weaknesses? Uh, the Red Sox are not going to be good this year. They're going to finish last in the AL East. There's you, got, no... you kept Devers though. Yeah, so. that's that's about Adam it. Duvall. The pitching is uh, Chris <laughs> Sale. Yeah, Chris Sale will Jansen probably start too. four times. Yeah, if this was 2016, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, the Red Sox would be you know no. But there's no pitching. Well, Chris Sale will play four games a year. 
and then like hurt his thumb or like getting a whatever the heck happened <laughs> last year. He signed Chris Martin taking a break think, from uh, Coldplay. Yeah, I think it's him absolutely, and Degrom ride the same train. I think it's absolutely embarrassing that the Red Sox are trying to be a small market team it's, when they are the Boston. Well, look where Heim Bloom came from. Tampa I get Lambert. it. I get it. That's what they're trying I'm to blue. do. They're trying to become the Tampa Bay Rays Whoa, of Boston. Listen, it, but the Tampa see, Bay Rays do it successfully. They do, but Boston is Boston. They have the resources. We're like and one of the, the biggest markets. <laughs> that Tampa Bay doesn't have. I think it's absolutely embarrassing yeah, that blue. they keep crying poor. It's, uh, That's, it's not in an insult to Tampa Bay. It's more no, of an no, no. insult to Boston. No. What it is is that it's stupid flat out because – the only difference in revenue sharing is the local market TV deals. While, yes, there's some disparities there, each of these owners could have a $300 million payroll easily. and be completely yes, fine. The easily. small market, major market argument is completely stupid. It's if owners you're not own a wanting to franchise, play. you owe it to your fans to pay for a good ball club. Yes. That is why yes. I hate the Castellinis more than anybody. Yeah, I'm a guy from Ohio. I don't care. I hate Cincinnati. I, I'm 100% with you. I have a lot of friends who like the Reds. But they don't even admit it in public because they're that embarrassed <laughs> that the Reds are their ball club. Yeah. The only person they've ever played is Joey, Joey Votto. The owner told the fans last year on opening day. Where else are they going to go? Where are you going to go? <laughs> I'm 100% with you. I think it it's embarrassing. It is outrageous. He told people a month ago at a uh, – it's called the Lady Reds or something like that. They had a, they had a fundraising event, and he said – it's really hard to run a baseball team when it's essentially a nonprofit. There is no then way don't own a that baseball the baseball team, team is a don't nonprofit a- because if it was, you would sell it. And they haven't sold them yet, and they don't look like they're going to sell them. That's all a lot. It is so frustrating. And yes, my Tampa Bay race—they figured out a way to circumvent paying anybody and be and successful. It works. Yeah, it works. And it's working. Doesn't work in Boston. But that though. doesn't mean it's going to work forever either. No. And yeah, they got. Doesn't mean it's going to work for oh, everyone. Good God. Yes. They paid out the largest contract they've ever done in guaranteed money, and it was forty million dollars over to three Zach years. Well, Same with the White Sox, a team that's uh, existed a over a hundred years. Andrew Benatendi's their biggest it contract ever, and joke. I think he got seventy-five million. Hey, can the uh, seven seven the, the biggest seventy-five pirates, million, not just um, seventy-five million? Isn't the biggest uh, Pirates contract that came from elsewhere? It was like Russell Martin for like sixteen million. Cabrian Hayes from elsewhere. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't pay attention. Can the, to the Oakland Pirates. A's win fifty games this year? No. No. Uh, Tampa Na- name Bay. an Oakland A's player besides Ramon Laureano or Christian Pache. I can't name one. What's his name? What's the catcher's uh, gone? Is Scotty still on them? Maybe. Oh, no what's idea. his name? Uh, going back real quick to the race, their pitching's going to be great. And left field, always great. A Rosarine is back. Yeah, their strength and weakness. Yeah, the ra- <laughs> their weakness. The Rays predi- uh, produce pitchers at an unreal rate. Their starting five is going to be terrific. Yeah, that's so that's the question's going to be, can their offense help them? They're throwing out Elfin, McClanahan. Oh, I love you McClanahan. please say his name right? Who? It's Zach Elfin. That's what I said. You said Elfin. Elfin? Shut up, He says Sean. Ohio State, Elfin. so, I mean, this one shouldn't Speaking be Speaking of uh, great starting fives, um, I mean, the Mets have a former All-Star as their number five in Carlos Carrasco. Um, hard not to feel good about that, getting... Uh, Sanga from Japan is pretty good. Um, and in terms of replacing Jacob deGrom, they went with somebody about as good as you can with them. Um, I think the offense could use more power. I mean, you only have it really coming from Pete Alonso and Daniel Vogelback. And the bench is, I don't know. They don't really have a backup outfielder. Uh, I'd like to see them maybe sign one. But I think the outlook is good for the team. 
Maybe not as good as last year, but I think you can say that for the rest of the, uh, of the uh, division as well. Um, I, I think the Phillies probably get around 90 wins again. Um, I don't know if the Braves get to 100 either, but it should be an interesting race. I don't think any of those teams get 100. I don't think – I, I think it will be – it will be <laughs> – It'll be like what, John? <laughs> just you. They're playing Boston Tampa and Baltimore. Bay, one hundred nine. What is it? Thirty times this season. They got so. a Mickey Mouse schedule then. A Mickey one hundred nine. Every- one hundred nine wins, and he said the Yankees got to be Mouse thrown schedule. a damn parade. Yeah, you know what? I should. <laughs> Wait, who won one hundred and nine? No, he's thinking the Rays go. He's thinking. Oh, he's making. He's, they got thirty against Baltimore he's and Boston. Daydreaming. They don't anymore. He's though. thirty. They oh, he's not thirty. And the Rays no. are they, going to put these numbers up. You have this to play season. everyone though. You play everyone. That's though. twenty wins. They play Cincinnati. They play Colorado. There you go. That's thirty. <laughs> okay, we get, get out of here. You're high on your life. Come on. They're not going to put up hundred and nine wins. Yeah, that might be a no, like you're right, absolutely out of your mind. The NL, the NL East <laughs> is going to be fun. Look, how many did you get last year? What, like ninety two? No. The Trump won't allow that to happen. Stop it right now. What was that laugh, Hamilton? Sir John over yeah, there. Luckily, you couldn't hear it on the... Freaking yeah, out. You I'm sure hear we it. could. Yeah, I'll have I'm to sure. go back and see what I, I hope not. Uh, Zach, give me your thoughts on the cards. I mean, we'll the, let Anissa they're going to the gonna run the Central. It's, it's not even... No one's gonna okay. Start. Yeah, the car, the St. Louis Cardinals Brewers. are going to run the Central, the NL Central once again. Brewers. But like, Brewers. But like Brewers. the Cubs... Brewers. The Cubs are, uh, I, I guess, for lack of a better term, they're on a come up. So I, I th- on the rise. They're on the rise. Yeah. So I mean, like the Cubs yeah, are something to watch out for. But I oh, think yeah. I think oh, the Cardinals yeah. can win ninety games again. But they had a really bad second half stretch of the season last year. But um, yeah, they, I think they could win ninety games again and contend. But I mean, losing in the wild card last season that's definitely that was that bad. was really bad. That was really bad. I I hated watching those games. Is it from a fan perspective? Those games were awful, and we absolutely blew that game too. Now, why lead. do you like the Cards, Anderson? Absolutely no connection. The only connection I have to the Cardinals is someone bought me this jersey, and so I started liking the team. Oh, right, yeah, enough. and now I've kind of bought in, I guess. Yeah, Sean Tansky, he told me one day he's going to buy, buy me a Wander Franco jersey. I'm still waiting for that one. No, I told you I'm getting you an elfin one. Oh, that's fine. Say. I'll take it. Hamilton. The other one I got is Snell. I'm not wearing that. Sorry. Don't blame you. You already talked about the Red Sox. Give yep. it to Anissa. Let's hear about the Yanks. Come on. The Yankees Not are going to have the best rotation in the AL East. Oh, the Yankees already happening. They don't even have we the haven't even had the first preseason game, and they're already coming out in full-fledged <laughs> form. It's hilarious. Oh no, but seriously, this starting rotation, you have Garrett Cole. You have a great Cor- top two. You have a great top two. And, yes, it's the best rotation Boone's had as a manager. I'm, I'm sorry. Who's what are they going to do? Uh, Whose team Schmidt? lost I mean, two in the World Series? Yeah, but we were able to at least win two against the Astros. We you guys didn't show up last year against the Astros. Okay, in the regular season they did. This is all I have to say. We both made the World Series in 2009, and we made it back before you after 10 <laughs> years of terrible teams. The, the Rays have made a World Series more recently, too. Nobody's talking about the Rays Factual. right now. Factual. Boston's won, too. Cardinals have been in. Yep. The Mets have been in. What about you? I don't know. I don't run the team. But seriously, this starting rotation, like, everybody likes to joke about it. Like, yeah. Uh, for good reason. They said that Frank. What team are you? The Mets. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Our number five starter is a That's a good rebuttal. That's a good rebuttal. 
Hell. Um, you know, Frank. It's the Mets. Yeah, when's your collapse coming this year? September again? Well, what yours happened too? We made the World <laughs> Series. I don't care. We went five you and fourteen. You got against. no hit by the Mets and blew a seven-one lead. We were able to beat the Padres. Do you want to answer how you guys beat them? Oh wait, you didn't with a hundred and one win team with a record beat. payroll. I love you. Lost Fiery Tansky. This is my new favorite thing. Lost. Anyways, let me finish talking about. I'm just here. Listen, this is great. So you have Garrett Cole, ace. No spider attack. Okay. Then you got (laughs) you got Nestor Cortez, um, Frankie Montas. Frankie Montas Montas not playing. Yes, they said that they did his procedure, didn't touch his rotator cuff, so it's 12 weeks. So he could be starting to throw again in 12 weeks or so. I wouldn't count him in as a regular pitcher, so I'm not going to put him on the rotation. You have Domingo Herman. He's kind of like the bottom of the rotation. Where's (laughs) no comment? (laughs) The only other the pitcher I really like on your rotation is the one you haven't mentioned yet, Carlos Rodon. I really like. I like Carlos Rodon. I'm excited to see what he does. But if he's healthy, he's great. I absolutely know that he's going to blow a few games, which it happens to everybody, and Yankees fans are going to absolutely turn on him because that's what they do best. In my yep. starting five that I was listing, I forgot your boy. I'm so sorry. Anissa. He forgot Tyler Glasnow. That's I forgot so that, sad. So the Rays are going to go McClanahan, Glasnow, Jeffrey Springs, Drew Rasmussen, and then Elfton on the fifth day. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. The Yankees don't have a better starting five um, than that. Stop. Yeah, they do. Stop. They've even better. So you're saying Yankees have Tyler Glasnow. So you're saying AL, the best in the AL? East. Or or in the AL East. AL East. It's the Rays. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't I, think so. I, I it's the Rays. I'm I'm really sorry. So you could argue the Blue Jays are right there too. Listen, I'm going to say the, this. I think that the AL East has the best or pitchers. Cleveland. Or Cleveland. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about oh, AL East. God. You know Cleveland's a great team. I hate Cleveland. It doesn't I matter. think that the AL East produces the best starting rotations. They do. That could be any of the teams there. The AL probably has some of the most dominant starting pitching rotations. I mean, it's. I mean, you can't really argue with you. you have the Blue Jays. Yeah, the pitching is going to be great. The Yankees, the Rays. The pitching is going to be great. Who outside of Aaron Judge is, can you rely on on offense? Donaldson didn't do anything last year. I can't. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can, yeah. Yeah, I you, can, you can count on his fielding if for you sure. Actually, like if you, I don't defend these three players. <laughs> Donaldson, IKF, Hicks. But Hicks actually is pretty good offensively when he chooses to show up. And, <laughs> the, the bit, hey, and actually, that, that. his defense, his defense for the most part, is pretty good. Like uh, somebody was, oh my god, a Blue Jays fan was getting mad on Twitter yesterday, and there was a. <laughs> it was a. Why funny do you thing. react with them? Like, I didn't do anything, but I saw a video. Do you want to talk about your Reddit comment? Oh. <laughs> What Reddit comment? That got deleted? Oh, yeah. It was because I asked in the Sims Reddit any good Sims podcast, and it was taken down because it was a repetitive question. <laughs> Speaking of Reddit, I am banned oh, from no. the New York oh. Mets sub. Oh, God. Oh, no. Anyways. Because of comments after a game against the Phillies. Which one? Uh, the Edwin Diaz game in 2019. No. You know which one I'm talking about? Ed Luz Diaz at that hey, point. Remember, we got to stay FCC compliant here, okay? Let's not I get the thing I that I, we're not going to get too off the rails. The right. comment I wrote that's is all, not no, able to air yeah, right, on here. Exactly. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, we I won't think it was talk. The, uh, the Gene Segura game in 2019. That's a great game. Uh, 
It's a great. Game. I'm going back no. to Hicks. Okay. I'm gonna let. You, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna leave this until we got, we whatever. Got Thirty seconds. Okay. Aaron Hicks made a fantastic play in left field, and he threw out. Who he threw out? Guerrero Jr. One of those. Vladdy. One of those crybaby Blue Jay players. Oh, here we go. Here's the Yankees fan. Here no, we go. I'm serious. Like, here he's we go. A crybaby. You're upset that Vlad Guerrero Jr. owns Garrett Cole. It's all right. Oh God. Okay. All I'm gonna say is the Yankees are on a come up this year. Oh. Yeah. oh. Been hearing oh, that no, for no. ten years. Been well, hearing that all my life. Twenty-eight. Upcoming. They're, they're doubting them. Okay, okay. They're doubting them. How about them that's Cowboys? Like How about them Yankees? Like right? <laughs> players saying they doubted us all year. This is the year. Yeah, they this is oh, their Everyone's year. out against the Yankees right. and Yankees fans. That's always how when it we is. Come back, it's the Bronx versus the world. Oh, here we go. Stop it. When we Start come spreading back, the news, ladies and gentlemen. It will be college basketball here as we continue on on Sports Page. This is United to the Moose. It's Sarah Bates now. Two seconds on the shot clock. She's got to throw one up. Hits the rim and she hits it. Sarah Bates from deep. U92 The Moose, home of West Virginia women's basketball, right here on 91.7, with pregame, halftime, and postgame analysis of every Mountaineer home matchup. She gets a screen from Watson, now kicks it over in the well corner. It's open for Danny Nichols at the buzzer. She hits it. Danny Nichols, 56 to 48, West Virginia. Great ball movement there. What a play by the Mountaineers. Join the sports staff for all the coverage here on 91.7. What's poppin', what's poppin', everybody? I'm Mike. I'm Brian. And this is Hoopin' with Mike and Brian, a sports podcast where we talk everything hoops, giving insight, giving our own opinion about the basketball world. Right? Yeah, we're out on all platforms, as we know. And along with that, make sure you subscribe to our socials. Uh, on YouTube, we are at Hoopin' with Mike and Brian. On Instagram, we're at Hoopin.mb. On TikTok, we're also at Hoopin.mb. And then on Twitter, we're at Hoopin' underscore mb. Yeah. Keep hoping. The Don Blitzawide era begins this season for Mountaineer women's basketball. Hear all the play-by-play here on U92. Here's Dean now. Dean's driving down low, looking for the well. Count it! And the foul! Oh, what a bucket! Tie game with the free throw to go! Coverage of every single home game for Mountaineer women's basketball with pregame coverage beginning 30 minutes before tip-off here on 91.7 FM, U92 The Moose. Baseball season is back on U92. Catch every home game on 91.7 with coverage starting a half an hour before first pitch. you got to put the ball in play. 0-2. He does put the ball in play. Fair down the right field line. One run is in. Two runs are in. Abernathy being waved home. There is no throw at the plate. It's a double from Dane Leonard. A three-run double. With great non-conference series against the likes of Penn State, Xavier, Pitt, and Marshall, you do not want to miss this season. Smith ready, the one-two, swing and a miss again, Smith gets out of it, he inherits two runners and no outs, and strands both of them at second and third. Join the sports staff as they cover the Mountaineers series for the Big 12 Conference this spring, right here on U92 with the Moose. That's the ball game, West Virginia takes down number 18 Texas in Morgantown.
welcome back in. It's the sports page here. About 28 minutes to go, everyone, as the women's basketball game quits again on the computer here in front of us. West Virginia women are up uh, nicely on Texas Tech. They let them back into the game a little bit down there in Lubbock. 21. Uh, 21-13. Texas Tech already has a um, technical foul. As yep. I am currently recapping it for the DA, that might be a first. Um, there you go. Um, I love the uniforms the, the women are wearing tonight. The like gray with gold numbers are beautiful. Right, the gray with the gold numbers is much better than the gray with the blue numbers I agree. the men wear. I agree. Um, I think they just look better overall. The yellow definitely pops. They don't do the yellow numbers for football either, right? I believe I, not. I think, I think it's blue. Did, be better. Yeah, I think they do blue just like the right. basketball. Yeah, yeah that's, the gold looks good. Um, so let's talk about this college basketball. We talked about it a little bit there. In the WVU hour, uh, again, if you weren't listening, uh, the last four buys is where ESPN has the West Virginia men's basketball team right now. Um, and they are in the bracket with Purdue. Uh, they would play UConn first, and then the winner of Gonzaga-Iona. And then they could end up playing uh, Kentucky, Purdue, or Pittsburgh. I don't think Moorhead State or Howard are going to come out of that part top bracket up there in Columbus. I'd love to see West Virginia get up to an 8 or 9 seed in the East. and We could all take a nice little road trip up uh, to Columbus. That'd be fun. Uh, go to the Schwide, NHY Arena, where they'll be playing. Show you all what a real NHL arena looks like, especially you, Sylvie. Um, <laughs> and uh, it'd be fun. But uh, let's not just talk about West Virginia. We've already done that. I put in the email um, asking you guys if there is a true number one team in the, in the nation or if there's just a lot of really good teams at the top. I tend to think that there's just a lot of really good teams at the top. Joining us on College Basketball, it's the Big Mac, it's Silverman, it's Anderson and Jake Howard, and then Anissa is still here laughing at Sean Tansky. Um, so there you go about all of that as they're yelling out there, Hamilton, be quiet! Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, whatever. I don't even think... They probably heard me through the radio out there. Um... I don't think there's a number one team, though. I agree. I mean, Houston might have the most wins at 25 right now, 25-2 and two record, but, I mean, I don't think they're the far and away best team in the country just because, I mean, in that top five, I'm looking at – I haven't heard much about UCLA, actually. I didn't know they were ranked number four overall, but, I mean, Kansas, Alabama, Houston, and Purdue, all those teams are some of the best in the, like, the, best in the country. So, I mean, not one of those teams could be put above the other right now. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. I think that when I when I would look at it, it's either Kansas or Texas if I have to pick one just because they've been the most dominant teams in Big 12 play, and that's the best teams in the country night in and night out. That's true. Um, we saw what happened. Like, I don't consider Bama because we saw what happened when they played Oklahoma. And for other reasons of that have developed yeah. recently. Um, and we're not going to get into that at all because we're not going to speculate on something that we don't know anything about yeah. truly uh, as that ongoing situation is happening down there. But I mean, us watching the Big 12 every night, we know what these right. what these Big 12 right. teams are made out of. So, Like, yeah, we watch, you know, the SEC Big 12 Challenge and the SEC teams barely can compete. We saw what happened when Florida played West Virginia yeah. and Florida's holding yeah. Kentucky right now. And, um I mean, that's just one example, but, like, you can watch Big Ten basketball, and you look at Purdue, and you think, well, all they got is Zach Eady. Uh, yeah, I'm not sold on, like, I, sorry to cut you off. I no, was you're gonna, good, go. I was just going to say, I'm not sold on Purdue. I think, you know, regular season-wise, they'll be fine. They're going to win the Big Ten, no problem, I don't think. But come, uh, you know, 
tournament time. It, it, I don't see Edie having a bad game because a bad game the eighties probably still like sixteen and ten. But <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, one guy's not going to get it done for that team. Like Purdue's going to need someone else to step up. And again, if Edie doesn't have a monster game, I I, I really don't see Purdue going that. He far. had a bad game against West Virginia. Yeah. I think if you're if just, what you consider a bad yeah. game for Edie, he, he definitely had that against WVU. Yeah. But yeah. I've, he's going to put up numbers. I said it to Zach and Tanner. We've talked about it, but. I think Miami – I think it's crazy how they're not a top-10 team in the country, though. I think Miami, uh, come, play, come tournament time, they got um, you know, they got Isaiah Wong, Jordan Miller, just guys. They, they have – Yeah, they have four guys who average over 13 a game. And we've seen you – need, you need scoring to come from multiple guys. So I think it seemed like that's dangerous. I saw them exploit Duke a couple weeks back, and they, just, they look as good as anybody outside of the Big 12, no doubt. So I think that's also a team. And I know Zach and I also talked about Memphis. I think Memphis has um, Kendrick Davis and DeAndre. DeAndre Williams are two guys who can score the ball anywhere on the floor. So I think that's a team to watch out for. But those are just two teams. I also don't, I, I think Miami's hands down a top 10 team in the country. Yeah, and they're not giving that credit. And no. I think that's because of how weak the ACC yeah, is. Yeah, for, sure. they, for sure. They do look very, very dominant. Silverman, what about you? I like Baylor. I know they're not. You know what you think is the top team right now in the Big 12, but when they play us here, Keontae George, he dropped 32. They got a lot of good guys. They got Flagler. They got LJ Cryer, who couldn't miss a three. He only missed one <laughs> against us last week. They got Flo Thamba. I think they're not really a dark horse because obviously they're ranked in both Ken Palm and AP, but I think all the attention's on Kansas, Kansas State, and Texas, and they could really make a run. I, I think that that's very fair as Florida ties it up with Kentucky at 59. That Keontae George kid for Baylor, he, he's a hooper. Are I you going to call him he, a kid because you're older than him, Andrew? Not, not, didn't mean it like that, just... No, I just think it's funny. I don't know. Okay, well, <laughs> what, I mean, I don't think I'm... How old is he? Is he a freshman? He's a freshman. Yeah, so so I, I am older than him, yeah, but uh, I wasn't calling him that for that no, reason, I'm, but yeah. I, I think Anderson beats him one-on-one. I, I got my money, twenty one zero. But anyways, yeah. I want to bring up a question to the table. Is that okay? Yeah, bring it, bring it, bring it. Uh, we talked about this a little bit before we got in the air. What do you guys think of Gonzaga this season? No. Yeah, not so. I think the window is kind of unraveling for them to win a title. Um, I still think they can do it as long as they have Drew Timmy. But you know, in the standings, I mean, St. Mary's is right behind them. I think if you look at like the kind of Mark Few, Randy Bennett era, you can really only say they've been at that level two or three years, but. It's pretty incredible that St. Mary's might be better than Gonzaga this season. Yeah, well, um, yeah I, I, I mean, this was really early in the season, but when the Zags played Michigan State out on the Air Force boat in San Diego, I mean, they only beat Michigan State by one, and this is not a very great Tom Izzo team. Obviously, yeah. that's really weird. They're playing it outside and all that stuff, but they did not look great in that game. And similar to Purdue, they just really seem to have, like, Drew Timmy running that offense, and He's not as good as he was last year. It no, doesn't seem either. So. And, yeah, I, I I totally agree with with agree with what you with what you guys are saying. Um, you talk, Brian. I'm sorry, you're making me nervous, Tanner. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let me not smile, Brian. There you go. Yeah, no. Wow. But, uh, I mean, we saw it in previous years. They had you know Jalen Suggs, Orlando Magic, of course. Uh, they've had other guys like Kispert, and they haven't you know been gone been very successful in the tournament. So I don't see this year being any different because they're not in the most competitive this, conference. This is a much better team. I mean, a much worse team yeah, I exactly, think, so. than that during that COVID year. I mean, yeah. that team was loaded. You had Nemhard, you had Suggs, you had Joel AI, um, you had Anton Watson, who's starting out coming off the bench. You had Timmy, you had Kispert. 
um, they had that guard uh, Cook, I think his name was. That that was one of the most loaded teams, and they couldn't win a championship. Yeah. Yeah. So, year, I, I mean, yeah, to me, that sure. they would win it this year seems yeah. unlikely. Yeah. But as yeah. I said, as long as they got Drew Timmy, they got a chance. You know, I um, I lost my train of thought. Way to go! Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Sorry. <laughs> uh, St. Mary's, you guys talked about them a little bit, and I feel like this is the first time we've seen in Gonzaga's, I guess, run here in the last five seasons when they've been so good, is to have another team that's competitive in that conference. I mean, St. Mary's, like you guys said, is debatably better than Gonzaga this season. And I watched one game of St. Mary's basketball, which was a little odd. It was late, late at night, mm-hmm. and I watched one of their games, and they're, they're a good squad. Yeah, no, for sure. I think it's interesting because this is probably the, the first year in a while we've seen – don't get me wrong, Gonzaga's obviously still a top 25 team in the country. Yeah, of course. But – this is like the first time. Like, I, what I just, I'm just, what I can't believe is like the years where they had the top talent, they still couldn't go, really go far in the tournament. They had a, the one year they went to the f- championship, I think. The rear sucks at that game winner mm-hmm. against UCLA. So I, I don't know how far. You just don't see them make it very far in the tournament. They, they might make the second weekend, but I, yeah. I, don't, I don't see them getting past the round of 16. I don't even know if they make it to the round. And of West Virginia played them f- f- five, five years ago? 2018, I think. 2018, I believe. And that was a game that West Virginia easily could have won, so. Or was it 2017? Who, who are you talking about? Sorry, I missed it. Gonzaga. Okay. Yeah, yeah, West, yeah with, with Javon Carter and that group. Uh, Gonzaga played WVU in the, was it the, was it the Sweet 16? So. Sweet yeah. 16, I believe. And, yeah, West Virginia could have won that one. So, Well, it's wild. Um, some of the top teams, though, I mean, that are not Power 5, I guess you could say. You know, you see Marquette in the top 10 uh, of the coaches poll and the AP poll. Um I mean, Arizona is, although the Pac-12, I mean, if you consider that a Power 5, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe in basketball. <laughs> UCLA, Speaking like I said, of, number four. Uh, yeah. You got Xavier, you got Providence, you got Creighton, you got San Diego State, uh, UConn, all, all in the top well, 25 uh, of the coaches poll. But the one team I didn't want to get to that is a Power 5 team is Northwestern. Yeah. And uh, Northwestern. They've been a couple of nice wins. Yeah, they have. Um, they've gotten Purdue. Um, and... This is a team that made their first tournament like two or three years ago, I want to say. 2017. 2017, so longer than that. But uh, they're in the top 25 this year. And when you look yeah. at the Big Ten as a conference as a whole, first of all, it's a regular season conference. They never have success in the postseason. Second of all, um, the teams that are at the top are not the teams you would have thought at the beginning of the year, right? Obviously Purdue and Indiana. But then it's Rutgers yeah. and Northwestern, uh, which is interesting to me, and I think – Kind of nice to see some other teams coming out of there. You know, I'm not the biggest Ohio State guy in the world, and boy, are they Ohio doing. State. Yeah. <laughs> Would you know I was going to say that? I knew it because yeah. of last our last show. So Michigan, Michigan struggling too. Uh, Michigan State's going to make the tournament. They're okay. Um, you know, I have a, a roommate who's a Rutgers fan, mm-hmm. and I've watched a lot of Rutgers basketball this season, and yeah. they're a weird team because they play so well defensively, but they're in low scoring games like. 50 maybe low 60 point scoring games and they're nine and seven in conference like you said they're up there in the big 10 standings yeah. and it's just kind of a weird season for Rutgers even though they're not really on the border of the yeah. tournament or anything well, Pykele's also changed the whole program around obviously you had yeah. Harper Jr. you had Geo Baker you had those guys um look, look at Piscataway boy over here. hey Jersey I'm Jersey Jersey proud man but uh that's why Rutgers he's a defensive-minded coach and you have like Cam Spencer's hit some really big shots like he hit that game winner against Purdue he's had it and then you have Omarie, uh, you have the other guys. McConnell, when he plays, is one of the best defensive players in the country. He was the Big Ten defense player of the year last year. So Rutgers is also 
they can make a run in the in the tournament. I, I, Science I, point, they, they should get in. I think, and I think they'll make a run. I agree. They've been really unlucky in the past yeah. few years with Pico. I think when they lost to Clemson in COVID, they should have won that one. Uh, when they lost to Notre Dame, I mean, I'm happy they beat them, but uh, yeah. they should have. That was won. a double they, overtime. That was a crazy game. Um, um, I'm glad. Um, it went that way, but they they could have won that game, and Notre Dame beat Alabama, so they might have won. And they that. got a five star recruit coming in next year too. They, they, I thought they got a couple of them, yeah. don't they? Dylan Harper. Well, they uh, got yeah. that guy, yeah. uh, Cliff, well, he, Cliff Amore. If he yeah, was back. he was a five star. Yeah. I was wrong. Rutgers is projected as a nine seed right now. Yeah, I don't know why saying, I thought yeah, they weren't. They were it's just I got kind of confused there with a different team. But yeah, Rutgers is a nine seed. They can they definitely make yeah make a look there. People didn't know how they would do. After the year they lost Joe Baker and Ron Harper, and Pykele still has his guys ready. He's one of the, you know, honestly one of the better coaches in the country. Back to the um, teams outside of Power Five, I would kind of make the point that in basketball, I think it's more of a Power Six. I think the Big East is better than some of the conferences we'd call the Power Five. Um, speaking of that, how about uh, with Marquette? How about Shaka Smart? How about the redemption mm-hmm. for him? He's really um, do, doing a lot better there. That's really interesting. What about Tennessee? I, I'm not they kind of scream Tennessee. fraud to me. Yeah, you know they just lost to Texas A&M, which I think they is lost pretty to good. Vandy, you know? Yeah, they lost to Vandy. The, I think that was at the buzzer. They too, lost to right? Colorado yeah. early and in the they, year. Did they lose to Vandy and then lose to Colorado? They lost to somebody. Later, yeah. Colorado was like way in the beginning of the year, but they just looked bad. It felt like every week that I looked at like college basketball, I would just see Tennessee getting upset. Yeah. So and I, it's I not and it they is. don't have a bad record. I mean twenty and eight in the SEC, they're number eleven in the country, mm-hmm. but like they just see like you guys said, they kinda of scream fraud to me right now. <laughs> yeah. I think that's most of the SEC teams to me. I mean yeah. It's yeah, a little Big Twelve bias there. But Big Twelve is the best conference in college right. basketball. I mean, so really the Big Twelve SEC challenge. The Big yeah. Twelve pretty much dominated most of those games and yeah. if they did lose it was pretty close yeah i think tech lost like i think they were like seven too. and i mean west virginia a team that's on the bubble beat auburn so and yeah. you know what oklahoma did to uh and yeah, to bama exactly yeah. Yeah. kansas won yeah kansas went to rup and won um although kentucky's not been great this year uh you know that's that was a crazy second half by kansas in that game too, is the fact yeah. that the blue bloods are really struggling unc might not even make the unc might not even make the tournament yeah. I mean, aren't they, they probably it? shouldn't yeah which no, pretty much, yeah, they're, they're done. They're in the first four out, right? But like, now. I, I don't understand. I mean, I see why. Again, I've said it. Before, I see why people thought they were going to make a run this year, but they weren't even that good last year. In the they just season. got hot. But yeah. in their defense, they have a run of Baycott, and then they have um, they Caleb still Love, have a Love, RJ, Davis, RJ but they Davis. don't have a quad one win. I think Love is is Baycott I mean, healthy. He played the last two games ago. Okay, I he okay, I thought so. But yeah, he, he was hurt earlier in the season, wasn't he? I, I don't know. They're a hard team to watch, though. They really are. I think Caleb yeah. Love. I don't know. He they're big they're in the guy. middle of a pretty mediocre mediocre ACC. Yeah, which yeah. has really been a okay. weird. If conference. they make the tournament, I wouldn't be surprised if they win a couple games. I don't know if they will, but we saw it last year. Do they know? even have a quad one win? Mm. I don't think so. Nah. Yeah, so I don't know what the ceiling is for that team. Um, but what do you guys like thoughts on Alabama though? Are you, what do you guys think? I think no. I think Alabama is a solid team. I think if you had to pick one SEC team, because Tanner was talking about fraud, that they would be pretty much the real deal. I think they would be pretty middle of the road, kind of like a Iowa State TCU in the Big Twelve. But other than that, I'm not sold on Auburn or anybody else in that conference. I mean, just looking at the SEC, like you said, Alex, you see. I mean, you see Alabama up there, and then the next is Tennessee. We already talked yeah. about them. We think they're on fraud watch. And then you go to the to the bottom of the of the rankings. I just have the rankings here in front of me, and then you see Texas A&M. 
that is the teams that are ranked right now in the yeah. SEC. And that and I know AP is not really what we're focused on this late in the season, but that's still impactful on what teams are good and what teams that aren't, I guess. And and um, I, I do want to talk about Kansas real quick. I'm, I'm changing yeah. the topic. Sorry, guys, no, yeah, yeah, if you're yeah. cool with that. But uh, uh, Kansas, I've seen them in a lot of games. They'll play down to their opponents in the first half. Yeah. I, I watch a lot of Kansas because they're always on TV because they're a big team, blue blood, like Tanner said. And they always play a, a, a below-average first half, and then they come out in the second half. And I think that's something that you need in the tournament, especially. Yeah. And I, I think they got – I mean, obviously you want to see two halves, yeah, but... No, I agree. I, yeah, you don't want to see that, and especially in the tournament time. But, I, yeah, Kansas, I think... I, again, I don't know. As Tanner said, there's not really, like, a best team in the country. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 if it was my pick, I honestly... I do think Kansas, in my opinion, is, unfortunately... Tanner knows my feelings about Kansas, but... Not a lot of people here like Kansas. Yeah, like, okay. I, I really like DeJuan... De, I don't know, Harris. DeJuan Harris. Yeah. Brian sleeps with a poster Bill Self in his All right, room. that's... That might not... <laughs> success every day. Okay, I, it motivates me to get up. Right. Yeah, it does. But, yeah, so, again, you know how the refs are in Lawrence, man. Uh, I pinned Chris Beard to my whoa, wall, whoa, so... Whoa, 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 shh, Brian. You can't say that. Oh, my bad. Come on. What? No, I'm kidding. Oh, hey, look at that smile, man. <laughs> ah, thank you, Brian. You look great today, Tanner. Right? All right. I like the purple. I do like the purple. Mm-hmm. Okay. I also like the shorts. All right. Okay. I heard this conversation earlier from out there, so. Notice how Tanner hasn't said one nice thing to me yet. <laughs> I'm going to give you a ride home. Oh, sweet. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'll make you some mac and cheese. This is great radio. God. Okay. All right. What? What's our oh, next topic, Charlotte, Mr. Lambert? As we hit a lull, as we all collectively look at the women's basketball game on the screen right now. 34-21, to 21, the Mountaineers lead. Yeah, and you, those gold numbers are, they're about to hit halftime awesome. right now. Uh, and, uh, I love the gold numbers. I think Jayla Hemingway is up to maybe like 13 or so. She goals. had uh, eight at, at the uh, Jirling, first quarter. Jayla Hemingway is at 12 points right now. So. A huge update. Yeah. Um... <laughs> What? I'll bring up a new topic. I'll bring up a new topic. Okay, you, yeah. Let's let's look at some some Big Twelve because I mean we're all Big Twelve guys. We watch the Big Twelve a lot, yeah. with West Virginia and stuff. Um, who you guys got in the Big Twelve tournament? And what you seeing? Like who do we think is going to win? Yeah, like preview think, that. I, I it's going to I think it would come down to Kansas or Texas, but I, I think Kansas, especially Kansas. in Kansas City. I think Kansas is. That's true. I mean, can't, I mean, I was in Kansas City last year, yeah. and I mean it was seventy five percent Kansas yeah. fans, and then everyone else. I honestly think I think if. It, if it's not even in Kansas City, I just think – hands. if it's not even in Kansas City, I still think Kansas would win the I, – I, I think Grady Dick and Jalen Wilson, they have other guys, but when Grady Dick gets going, they're unbeatable. You know, I, I don't uh, – if, he, if he's on fire and then Wilson kind of – Wilson doesn't get enough credit, I don't think. No. He, I, don't, I don't think uh, – this is just a general thought, but I don't think Bill Self gets enough credit because if you look at his resume and what he's done, I think it's up there with any coach in the country, but he's just not a big personality, so we never really think of him as you know, one of those big, you know, major coaches. Yeah. But yeah. compare his resume to a lot of guys, I mean, who's better than him right now? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't deny – yeah, you can't deny the resume. Robert Huggins? No. <laughs> That's not his real name. I'm sorry. Yeah. Tanner probably didn't like that. I like uh, – Texas. I know I Texas, talked about yeah. Baylor earlier, but they got Sir Jabari Rice. They have Carr. They have Bishop, who's a bench player. He's Timmy Allen, right? One of the Allen guys. They have yeah. Allen, too. Yeah. But Texas, that's a really dangerous team there. I think if it is in Kansas, it's probably going to be Texas. And whichever one it is in the Big 12, the other one's probably going to have the run in the tournament. What, what do we think the ceiling is for uh, WVU in the Big 12 tournament? Well, here's my deal about the Big 12 tournament, is that all of these teams are really, really good. 
Okay. Yeah. And literally any of them could go win this tournament, is my thought, because they're all not going to have to play each other. So it's going to be somebody getting a lucky matchup and somebody getting hot at the right time. Would you guys seriously be shocked if you saw Kansas and Texas both go down immediately? I wouldn't be shocked. A team no. Like Iowa State come out and win the whole thing. I wouldn't be. Sh- I wouldn't be shocked. No, they have Caleb Grill. He's right. impressive like, to watch. It, it is going to be that crazy of a tournament. It yeah, might be better team. than what we get in March Madness, which would be not that surprising to me. Yeah. Like I will be watching every single one of these games. Yeah. Because they're all like all all season long. When the Big Twelve is on TV, you've got to watch it. So it's yeah. so much. Now the game yeah. last night was horrible. With Texas Tech, the, the Texas Tech game, it was just a lot of sloppy yeah. basketball. As they it was were still close playing though, Oklahoma, yeah. and it was still a close game. And that's how they're all going to be. So I think to pick a winner, I mean, dude, you could just spin a wheel, and you could say, "Oh, you know what? I could see that happening." But what what team do you think? What, if you see any team making a Big Twelve like run in the tournament, I don't. Know, I think Texas sticks out to me because I mean, like like Alex said, yeah. they. Ha- I, and this is no disrespect to Kansas, even though I don't like Kansas, but uh, um, they have the most complete lineup. I, I, they have like Texas has like such a complete lineup with Marcus Carr, who can is a three level scorer. I yeah. mean, Serge Ibari Rice, sold on Carr as Timmy much as Allen, a lot of people. The, yeah, I, his name is slipping my mind. Down at TCU right now, if TCU can get healthy, Miles Powell, yeah, Noel, Mike Miles, Noel, he's Miles. a hooper. Oh no, absolutely, yeah. he's a big guy too. Lampkin, Eddie Lampkin. And, and the yeah. Lampkin, yeah. If, if they're Miles healthy, and yeah. Lampkin are healthy, and TCU gets that spark in their lineup, mm. why can't they get they hot and go they, win yeah. the Absolutely, yeah. What about uh, Kansas State? The and they've gotten wins when they're unhealthy, too. Right. TCU's won a handful yeah. of games. You can pick any team in the conference and find a reason. I think that Jerome Tang has a very good resume to be coach of the year. I saw that Scott Drew said that after the game last night, or maybe it was the night before. But, I mean, you could you could sell me for about 30 seconds on any single one of these teams and tell me, and I would say, yeah, it makes sense they yeah. could go win it. There's no reason West Virginia cannot go win it, okay? Yeah. Let's be completely real. If they play like they did last night and they limit themselves to less than 10 turnovers a game and they're creating and make 18 free throws or more going sure, the yeah. other way, they're making at least 75% of the free throws and you're getting at least three double-digit scorers and Stevenson is getting at least 20, there's no reason why West Virginia can't win. They just need two wins to make the final, don't they? If they're, if they're it, it, well, no, not right now. Right cool. now they're going to play Oklahoma – in the first game on the standalone. They'd have to night. play three games. And then they have to yeah. play three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dang. yeah. Which is why that Texas Tech game was so big last night. That is that really sucks that they lost that one. Yeah, oh, but what Mount said earlier That's a good during point, the WVU yeah. hour was a really good point where he's like, Well, would you rather play Oklahoma and maybe beat them and go play Kansas or Texas and lose that game but add another quad one, quad two win to your resume? Yeah. Rather than lose out That's in valid. the first round. Yeah. I mean, these are just things we're thinking about. We don't even know what these matchups are going to be for another week or so. But, again, I think you could sell any team in this conference and you could say, yeah, legitimately they could win. Because, again, the deal is that you don't have to play every team, right? Mm-hmm. Iowa State's going to play Baylor, and one of those teams is going to win. And that's going to be better for West Virginia to play this team. Or if, if you know Texas Tech and West Virginia don't play for a while and Tech knocks out Texas like they've done during the regular season once already, then you don't have to play Texas. Or any of these things can happen. I can guarantee you, people probably don't want to play West Virginia because of what they can do defensively to them. Mm-hmm. And, and if Stevenson gets going, right? Too, and yeah. if West Virginia gets hot shooting, they're a tough team to beat. And you could say that about any of these teams. And I think that's what's going to make it the best conference tournament of the year this year, no doubt about it. Yes, there's only ten teams, which means there's less games mm-hmm. compared to like the Big Ten or something, for example. However, I think it will be way more fun because each of these games you could put on national TV on a standalone night, and everybody would be watching. 
And I know uh, WVU, you know, we, we smoked Oklahoma State a couple of days ago, and they, yeah. they didn't look good, but I've seen them play before. I don't know if Avery's going to be back. That's a huge right, thing. That's but a big deal. if Avery is back, you know, that was kind of a fluky game. I, I do see a lot of potential for the Cowboys. I would kind of think that they could be a little bit of a – I don't know. Once again, it's hard to call anyone in the Big 12 a sleeper, but if the Cowboys went on a little bit of a run in the Big 12 tournament, I would not be surprised, just like what you said about TCU right. well, earlier. I mean, uh, nobody's going to shoot. Uh, like it, not nobody, but it's not often where you see see a team make one three in a game. Two for nineteen. Yeah, two for nineteen is what they end up being, and then they are also just terrible from the floor at just over twenty nine percent. That does not happen often, and you know, in, in the Big Twelve tournament, I think these teams are going to be ready. They're going to come to play, and most of the games will be neutral, uh, mm-hmm. unless it's Kansas or Kansas State playing, and that's the benefit they get of the Big Twelve tournament being there. The Texas teams get that benefit in the baseball. West Virginia hosts swim and dive championships last year. Like it, it goes, no, <laughs> but it goes around. Every yeah. team kind of gets their own. Home they host a sport, point. right? Yeah. And Kansas City is one of the more neutral places in the middle in the Big Twelve with the way it's set up right now. So you, you know, get why it is that way. I wanted to bring a national perspective of this too, because I mean, I think you could pick out four or five Big Twelve teams, put them in, throw them in the NCAA tournament, and they can make a run. And I think that's something that you don't see in a lot of other conferences. A lot of conferences have one or two teams that you could be like, yeah, those teams will make a run. But then you look at the Big 12, you could pick out all the way down to Oklahoma State, like Alex said, those teams could make a run in the tournament. West Virginia in the standings. Yeah, I I wasn't going to limit myself, but yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, it's just the truth, I think, and that's what makes it so wild. All right, final thoughts from everybody. We'll go in a circle. Anista, you can start. Who do you have winning the Big 12 tournament? Texas. All right. There you go, Brian. You know how much this hurts me to say it, <laughs> Do I even have to say it? I think Kansas wins it. Okay. Alex? I'm going to say Baylor. Uh, yeah, I got to go with the Jayhawks. Okay. Mountaineers. Oh, man. I like I like the positivity. That's what uh, we're about here. I mean, I like that answer, but. Kansas. <laughs> no, I, I like TCU or Iowa State, and I'm not joking. I think it'll wow. be tough. I, I don't hate that. I think yeah. I can see that. I Especially see, if TCU I, has their two guys healthy, like Yeah, you said. I could see TCU, too. But I, I'll stick to, I think, Kansas with it. All right. Well, that'll do it for us here on the sports page. Join us Friday morning, excuse me, from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. for Beat the Clock. And then on Saturday night, uh, right here at 6 o'clock p.m., it'll be Anissa Gallo and Sean Tansky on the call of West Virginia women's basketball here on U92. This has been Sports Night. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to this edition of Mountaineer Athletics on U92 The Moose, the college radio station of West Virginia University. Hear all the games in women's and men's soccer, women's basketball, baseball, and club hockey all season long on U92 The Moose, 91.7 on your FM dial. You can also download the Radio FX app, the TuneIn app, or tell your Alexa device to play U92 The Moose. You can also listen live at U92 The Moose. Dot com.